Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Today is the third week of Foster Face-Off, or Jody Judgment, or whatever we have called it this year, uh, where we go head-to-head with several of Jodie Foster's beautiful films in a March Madness-style tournament and pit them against each other. Mm -hmm. And this week, it is the wild card. Um, And boy, howdy, did we watch some movies this week. We have, it got wild, y'all. It we did. have Jody and we have Jody and gray hairs uh, for the first time. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. we just kind of we did yeah. a bit of a chronological salute to Jody, like it, <laughs> throughout a, this tournament. You know, yeah, in a way. And uh, I, I will never. I the whole time I was surprised at the length of each of the films. Oh, it kept getting like, longer oh, this one's and long. longer. Yeah. Oh, oh, this one's really short. Oh, this one's really long. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, that's the way she goes. Well, you got to soak her up. Um, it's true. Okay. Um, well, we're going to get to that quickly. But first, I have to tell you about something. We are excited to let our listeners know that CJTR is celebrating our 20th anniversary. CJTR was only able to start broadcasting because of the hard work of the dedicated community members. A group formed in 1996 with the goal of bringing community radio to Regina. As volunteers, the group fundraised and rallied the community, as well as conducted research, submitted paperwork, and organized programmers in order to start broadcasting. After five years, they finally achieved their goal. On November 1st, 2001, when CJTR began broadcasting on the airwaves in Regina... To celebrate this special milestone from March 1st to 31st, which we are currently smack in the middle of, CJTR will be holding some special remote events and online activities. There will be special radio broadcasts, panel discussions, and we'll be sharing memories and archival material from the station on social media. Make sure to follow CJTR on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and or go to cjtr.ca to find out more information about the 20th anniversary celebrations. Feel free to write the station to share your memories of CJTR by emailing radius at cjtr.ca with 20, 20th anniversary in the subject line. We'd love to know how CJTR has impacted your life in the community for the past 20 years. We would not continue to exist without our amazing volunteer programmers, our staff, and you our dedicated listeners and avid supporters of community radio. Thanks for being here to celebrate this milestone with us. Yay. Ooh. Would you yeah. guys not agree with my off the, off the head statement? Yes. It was so beautifully composed off the dome. Yeah, off I like the that dome. it was from the heart, you know? Thank you. I think that too. <laughs> um, okay. You guys, we have to get into the third week of Jody. Let's dive in. Um, should we do as tradition? We start with the worst film and the one that I nominated every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, according to you, we, sure. yeah, like, like I don't think that we're gonna say that this is the worst film. Okay, but, well, today uh, we might dive. If you feel that way, if you feel that way, then maybe we, maybe that's the way we go. Um, okay, we're gonna talk about Contact this week uh that's the one i picked um it is a uh well <laughs> okay so imagine you're in philosophy 100 and two dudes just start going off and you black out and you don't care but then jodie foster's in there in short shorts this is that movie right 
Okay. <laughs> cool it, cool it, mister. Just kidding. According to Sean. I know. Yeah, jeez. The podcast does not reflect all our uh, opinions. <laughs> um, it's about a woman who <laughs> yeah. really likes radio. Uh, and mm-hmm. she grows space woman. She yeah. grows up to be uh literally, I don't know, an astronomer. No. <laughs> what is even know, her like job? an astrophysicist yeah, or something? She's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, Oh my gosh, we'd received transmission from another planet. And uh the world starts going haywire, because uh, they don't know how to process it. Um, the message spins out of control because it's actually very bizarre once they start digging into it and then um and then she's like they receive uh blueprints from the aliens to build a time space uh machine and she goes in it and she you know meets the aliens and then john how how do you not like this movie yeah you guys i'm so confused i was you know, whatever. Okay, let's let's get into this. Let's Wait, start. Just 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 before we get into our our scores, can I just say a one quick fun fact? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So this movie was based on a novel. It's it's science fiction, and it was based on a novel written by Carl Sagan, the very famous astrophysicist, and his wife Andrean. Um, and they fell in love. Well, in 1977, while they were working together on the Voyager project, which is where NASA was sending two spacecraft out um, to, like, take a bunch of photos and, I don't know, measurements of things. But what they also did was included these gold records with a whole bunch of different information about human history and, like, music and, and I think, art and, like, the sound of a mother, um, like... Um, comforting her baby like all these different things and so they work together on the task force to like decide what should be on this record so that the idea was and it's they're actually still out there um that they would just like keep going out into the solar system and hopefully one day aliens could find this and get like this record of humanity and i just think there's something so romantic about um the fact that this really great movie is like the product of this really cool love story of these two space scientists. Anyway, that's my little nerdy romance moment. Which one do you think is Matthew McConaughey? (laughs) Neither. The like, (laughs) but that's really funny. The, uh, like, um, tragically miscast Matthew McConaughey in this film. Yeah. This is, he wasn't big, right? Like he wasn't anything at this point. He was just trying to get a job, I think. Yeah. He did his and, best. Uh, I was yeah, just like, wait, he did, he did his Matt? best. <laughs> Matt? <laughs> Matt, what are you doing here? <laughs> Matt is the sort of religious, like, um, beautiful religious intelligentsia that we're, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know, is her foil. Anyway. Uh, okay. Let's, and I agree that that is a beautiful love story. I, I'm not taking away from that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about characterization. Um, one of you want to go first? Who's who's uh, wants to start? Um, so I gave Jody a twelve for her characterization of Doctor Alloway. <laughs> Me doing maybe a spit that's take. a little on the high side. <laughs> I know, I know, but I think like I don't know. I think it was a very consistent portrayal of this person. 
Um, I think we got a lot of insight into like her motivations and her desires and who she was as a person. And I mean, this is for sure swaying things for me a bit, but God, she was so hot. <laughs> she was hot. She had great hair. Great you hair. Oh my God. And we never see Jody in just like a, sh- a short short, like a safari short. Jeremy and yeah. Owen, this is a, a I actually probably. thought I I thought of you, Jared, with the fur in those khaki <laughs> shorts. Sort of a, a, uh, a desert a, short. <laughs> there's a bunch of reasons why I like this movie, <laughs> and shorts are one of them. Um, I gave a 13 for characterization, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, I I've 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 watched this movie many a time. I enjoy contact. I'm the opposite of Sean in this regard, which is fine. We can still meet in the middle here. But after meeting a lot of people who do this kind of work for real. Like, she crushed it. Like, yeah. she really nailed it. And um, I kind of always thought that, like, the the awkwardness between her and Matthew McConaughey may, like, have been a choice. Yeah, I think it was. The, you know, like, like, and I don't know if, I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like maybe they were just fighting before they said action or something. I don't, it's, like, a little weird. But uh, Well, their like, characters are like inherently real. fighting. This is true, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like for real. Yeah. But what did you give it, Sean? An eight? Um, well, I gave it a seven, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, to be honest, it was very firmly in a meh territory. I don't know. Mm. Maybe it was because uh, the dialogue gave her, like, nothing to work with. She was just like... That's fair. Um, and I just was like, what? I know that... I feel like I want to push back that I don't really know her motivations. I'm like, you're obsessed with aliens because your dad died after he gave you the radio? Or like, and I know that there's a lot going on there. Uh, And also like, I felt bad because during that death scene, I was really laughing when, um, (laughs) when the the, the actress is running for the heart medication and she's like arms pumping like in slow motion she's arms pumping down this hallway and it was like i feel like the who director was just like run 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 but run on the spot don't run too fast and so she's just like do 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 but the hallway's like three feet long it was like (laughs) that part was really funny to me um i don't know i just thought this was such a strange role for jody or like to me it was one of the weirdest roles that we've watched this month Interesting. That is so no. interesting because I just I couldn't feel that way less. And and the thing that gets me is like this is one of her big things. Mm-hmm. Like this like like this is her next big moment after silence, you know, like This is after silence? I don't know. I didn't even, Isn't it? I don't know. Check, I got to check the dates. Yeah. Silence 91. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay. But uh uh, carry on. Okay, so voice, vocals. Okay, well, Sean's not gonna like this, <laughs> but I gave her an eleven mm-hmm. um, because I feel like she, the like, it was still very clearly Jody's voice, and I think that's true in two of the three films this week. Um, mm-hmm. But the way that she would speak and like the way she would deliver things, um, I thought was very effective, and like, yeah, she had a very clear point of view. Um, I, I gave it a 10. I feel like she talked, you know, and she, she talked in a believable way for who this person was, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's anything too special going on. 
you know, it certainly wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing of like, you know, if the note is like, I didn't notice, that's probably good. Mm-hmm. You know, that situation. But uh, yeah, 10. Give it 10. Um, uh, I gave it another 7. Just because mm-hmm. I like, I don't even, the only voice stuff that even stuck out to me was the part when she, when her coworker was like, warning her to not be confrontational. And she was like, what do you mean? And I thought that was very funny. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, other than that, I'm like, I don't even remember her like (laughs) speaking that much. (laughs) You guys, I might have to confess that maybe I was like on one. I don't know. Well, it's also maybe just not your kind of movie, which I could see. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Are, you're not a big sci-fi person, are you? Not usually, no. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of makes sense. But honestly, yeah, I wouldn't even into the the dry-fi category as well. I feel like it's dry-fi because uh, like no, I'm like, no big where payoff. is the? Where are the aliens? Where is like? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, where is anything? The only part I started I think, getting I feel... jazzed up by was when. They had the security breach, and the freaky mm-hmm. man was in the was in the mix all of a sudden. And then I was like, "Oh, now we got a movie." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Sean, I think you'd feel the same way about Close Encounters, which I don't think hurts anything, right? Like it is just there is this version of sci-fi called dry-fi where it's like you get one payoff and that's it. I love the and term like, dry-fi. I've never heard it before. I don't, I don't know if I made that up or not. I'm gonna it's very right all-encompassing anyway. of, of, I feel like, <laughs> what my opinion is. Okay, Sonia, we're talking physicality. Mm-hmm. Now, again, <laughs> I may have been biased by the shorts and her very, very good hair. <laughs> the shorts but I gave and her hair a 10. spoke a lot, yeah. I gave her a 10. I mean, she's like running around. She's going through wormholes. She's doing, she's doing oh stuff. Oh, my God. She was stuck in wormholes. Those wormholes are wild. That's I gave her a 12 specifically because of the wormholes. Because there's nothing else going on. That's mm-hmm. all her. And like, you know, some of the visuals look pretty bad through time, right? Like it's computer generated. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like all that's happening is they're like, okay, Jody. Now you're falling through a wormhole, okay. and she's making that happen. I yeah. actually, so I feel like she. Gets... I actually agree with you. I gave her a nine because a lot for that scene because, like, when she is in the space time machine, um, like egg beater like machine, and mm-hmm. uh, she's blasting off. She's literally just like gyrating, and like she's like, mm-hmm. uh, and it could yeah. look that could have looked so stupid. <laughs> um but she looked it kind of does I, it, I thought she was like i thought she, i was like i'm not i'm not lolling at this and yeah when she's like it's another wormhole <laughs> she's just like literally sitting in a chair and just like uh, you know pretending as acting is <laughs> so i suppose <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i was i was like this could have gone so bad for her and she really mm-hmm. like made it yeah yeah. Made it a thing. Okay. Tension, tension, and emotion. Okay. Well, I gave it a 12. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like Jody really sold it to me. Her desperation to, um, to, to be the one, the, to be the ambassador to the aliens, 
and just like the the way that drove her whole life and specifically when she's being interrogated in front of congress because basically there's this whole thing where um she meets the aliens but to everyone on earth it appears as though nothing happened like as mm-hmm. though the space space time craft was just falling um and so there's this whole inquiry and like you could just re- i feel like you could really feel the conflict for her yeah, when they're totally. like okay but would you expect us to believe you with no evidence and she's like no i wouldn't cuz i'm I a wouldn't. scientist and that's my whole shtick this whole movie yeah exactly. um i really felt that i really did Agree. Mm. Uh, I give it. I I give it a ten. Um, you know, I I feel like there's like a lot, a lot of stuff going on, and you know, there's a there's a lot of pretty good scenes between like her and Matthew having mm. this like love affair that shouldn't be, sort of thing. But this movie Do you is about. In God? <laughs> <laughs> this movie is about making a space time machine. So yeah, you know, I. I mean, maybe in the security breach scene, I guess, but not much else. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that um, was tense. That was very yeah. tense. I was scared. Yeah. When she saw <laughs> his face, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I was in it. Uh, anyway, I gave 10. Um, for mm. Because, yeah, the conversation with the alien um, who was masquerading mm. as her dad was, like, very, very touching. She was so, like, oh. Um and then yeah, this like the speech, Papa. Daddy, <laughs> come in. I'm reaching out on my ham radio. Um, and then <laughs> the speech at her trial, as Sonia was talking about, because she was so conflicted and confused, um, and she was just like, "I don't know what's going on. I'm having a like a crisis, a personal crisis." Um, and we got tears from Jody, which. Famously, mm-hmm. she does not give tears because she, I think she gives emotion in a way that doesn't rely on just bursting into mm-hmm. tears. So this is like one of the first instances where I was like, oh, she's cr- sobbing. And I was surprised. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay. Style. 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 Um, honestly, I'm like, some of these scores, I'm like, do I have a justification for this? I gave her 11. <laughs> I don't really know why. Um, cause I think because I feel like it was good that it was Jody. Like I, I, I think other actors could have done it, um, but she brought something to it. Like she really, I don't know. She, she really did it for me. So eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave, I gave it a thirteen, um, and I think it's partially just because, like, I associate this so hard with her. You know, like, it's like, oh, what's Jody's top two movies? And then I would say Silence and Contact. So, uh, and maybe that, maybe I'm adding to that list from some stuff we saw this week. But, um, like, it is just such a Jody Foster movie in mm-hmm. my mind. And, you know, like, maybe it's the shorts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, her magic works on me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So I gave a seven. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm constantly hoping you're gonna be like it's a two for me. It's yeah. a two for me. Like, that's honestly what I'm waiting for. Um, no, I just like as I said, I thought this was such a weird role for Jody. I was like, mm. she's above this janky film. I thought, like, get Laura <laughs> Dern in here. So funny. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> no offense, Laura. Um, I mean, she could have done a good job too. Actually, that's true. Yeah, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, as a, just an aside. The amount of 
Bill Clinton footage that just does so much work. I know. <laughs> like what? They like he's basically yeah. a character of the film. <laughs> they just like plug if you can him believe in. it, he was the president. Yeah. Yeah, and he was president when this came out because I looked it up. And they just have sort of him talking like about random things, just like we'll be sure to look it up or whatever, <laughs> and just yeah. make him. It's really funny. Um, and my other aside was that because they're trying to get to the planet or Vega or whatever, the system star, but yeah, star Vega. And they keep referring to it as the vegan like army. And they're talking, keep talking about vegans, which I thought was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, Well, so that's contact, I guess. Contact. Um, Okay. Who wants to go next? Let's do, should we do hotel Artemis? Yeah, let's do that. The, yeah, the, I think the other one's going to take a bit more time. Yeah. Um, uh, Hotel Artemis is a 2018 film that I th- I was pretty sure I hadn't watched, apparently had watched 15 minutes of, and and then um, I, I like I totally well, don't remember watching that this. That renders this null Disqualified. and void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's untrue, untrue. Um I, I probably turned it on and fell asleep is probably what happened. Mm-hmm. But um, or maybe it like went into like like next for Jeremy, because for a while I had it on autoplay. And that's also just a wormhole. But uh, you're, you are just Jody yelling. I'm in another wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the wormhole. Um, but uh, Hotel Artemis is actually really interesting and was very cool. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of this short little movie with a bunch of famous people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about this hotel where criminals go to get medical treatment. Um, and it takes place during a riot in the future. And Jody plays this like really gruff nurse yeah. who's angoraphobic. Is that the agoraphobic? The yeah, agora. She thing. doesn't not wear angora. sweaters. She's not afraid of the material. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I mean, we'll get into it. But uh, I was a little surprised by this one. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I was too. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so let's start characterization. Zonia. Well. Maybe this isn't high enough. I gave her an 11. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not super about her. You know, like it is, but it yeah. isn't. So there's only so much like kind of development you can get. I don't know. 11. I think the ne- I think the next, both both of the next films are ensemble situations, mm-hmm. um, which isn't bad. And honestly, I would argue that maybe Jody does her best work in, in that situation. Um, I gave it a 10. Uh, mostly because there's some things about this person that I feel are completely unbelievable in the way that, like, she's okay with, be- not okay with going outside and then okay with going outside. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there's a few, like, real flip-flops there. Um, I get it, but, you know, it's not happening in the night. Come on. Come on, you guys. Wednesday, um, am I yeah, right? I give it a 10. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, I gave an 11. I loved this character. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. such a little yeah. weirdo. Um, yeah, I love this for Jody because she, she just gets to make some really fun decisions, uh, a lot of mm-hmm. fun, like fun stuff to do. She's got all these gadgets and like futuristic yeah. things. She's just like a walking sort of like uh, I don't know, little EMS trailer. Um, yeah, <laughs> and she's like she's so brisk and like unemotional, but then she's like, but she's not uncaring either. She's just like tough and has this heart of gold and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I just was like, this is such an interesting little character. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, maybe we can we can get through voice. We can do voice. Sonia? Mm-hmm. Let's do voice. I gave her a 13. She's got a really funny, cute little New York accent, and yeah, it just totally. really tickled me. Um, I would have given... It was higher. I gave her a 10. I liked the voice a lot. It just faded in and out so it much. It did, <laughs> yeah. Like, the choice was great, but it just, like, when it wasn't working, it really wasn't working. Yeah. So, um, sorry, Jody. I guess I gave a 12 because of that, that funny little voice. But yeah, I think it was stronger at the beginning when she was doing her, like, introduction to everything. Like, this is the yeah. Hotel Artemis, like, blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> no, we got these rules. No, no, blah, blah, blah. And then halfway through, she's just like, didn't have anything else to say. So I kind of yeah. just was like, Meh. Mm. But at the beginning, I was loving it. Mm. Yeah, I think I honestly got distracted by the action of the movie, and I didn't notice <laughs> that her accent <laughs> oh, faded. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, we will have to bring this back up after the break. Um, you're listening to 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Uh, see you after See you soon. <laughs> And we are back on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. We are, spoiler alert, and we are talking Jodie Foster films, but not yet, because first, we're going to play a little game, lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. Wow! For those those who don't know, and if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally 10 seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. You guys ready to play the game? I'm ready. Yeah. This week's title is Catch Fire. That title again, Catch Fire. Wow. Catch Fire. Sean, mm-hmm. you got anything? I do. I believe that this is about, obviously, Jody in her later years. She is um, playing a a woman who is a uh, she's a former firefighter. Now she has a desk job because of a sort of a, a tragic moment that happened when she was going into a burning building and she was she ha- was going to save like, I don't know, a, a person and she dropped the ball and she and the person did not survive and she blames herself horribly. And so she's never gone back into a burning building. And then in her private life, her house catches on fire and she has to fight her fears, go in, save her dog, save her kid. And she, uh, you know, she finds her power again. Wow, okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sonia? I couldn't go until you said my name. Um, <laughs> okay. She so you guys know the whole. Well. I can. I, I'm still spoken to. Um, <laughs> You know, the whole Greek myth with like Prometheus and Zeus saying like, you can't give the humans fire and all of that. So mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Um, so I <laughs> think that. that this is like a mid-period Jody. So like, you know, sort of a middle-aged Jody. Um, and it's set in ancient Greece. And mm-hmm. I and think that are the this worst. is, <laughs> Greece fires are the worst. <laughs> I think that this is a poor, uh, like, a take on the Prometheus myth where Jody is the Grecian woman that Prometheus gives the fire to. Mm-hmm. 
And so she gets all tangled up in, in the whole situation. Zeus is mad at her. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Things happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. thank you. Uh, no, thank you very much. Um, I'm happy, actually quite happy to say you're both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, this this movie is weird. Um, and in accordance with wildcard rules, I picked a movie I had not heard about or seen. Um, Catch Fire is a 1990 American romantic action thriller film directed by Dennis Hopper. Big red flag right That's there. That's a lot Sorry. of things. Also. Yeah. Uh, it's like when you open a jo- menu at a restaurant and it's like 10 pages long. Yes. Starring Jodie Foster and Dennis Hopper. Another red flag right there. Oh, um, uh, so this actually probably was probably the fairest game we've ever had because this film was released. It did very poorly. And then they changed the name of the film to Backtrack, added a third act, and re-released it, which is very strange. You guys, it sounds really bad. <laughs> like it's, oh, I'll and bet. it's poorly like poorly reviewed. All these things. Essentially, Jodie Foster is like an artist who gets a flat tire and sees a mafia hit, and then has to run away. And then the person that they send to find her falls in love with her, played by Dennis Hopper. Um, there's a ton of people in this. It's produced by Dick Clark. Maybe one hmm. to avoid. I should probably check it out. Yeah, but, you do it, Jer. Um, Yeah, no, it's just weird. <laughs> you guys, just weird. Well, anything Dick it's Clark weird. touches. Basically. <laughs> um, you know, thank you for your service, Dick. Anyway, um, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank um, you. The game this week is, of course, brought to you by the 20th anniversary of CJTR. Throughout the month of March, CJTR will be sharing a wide variety of special images and archival material on our social media accounts. At the start of each week, we'll be letting you know which special broadcasts are set to air and make sure you don't miss any special 20th anniversary shows. We'll also be sharing special photo memories sent in by our programmers from the past 20 years for our Memory Monday posts. Mm. Lastly, for Throwback Thursdays, we've been digging through the boxes at CJTR and through volunteers' basements, which is a little strange, to find special archival material highlighting the history of the station and other unique objects of importance to the station. Follow CJTR on Twitter at CJTR underscore radio, Facebook at CJTR FM, or Instagram at CJTR underscore 91.3. We would also love it if you would also tag us with any memories you have at CJTR events, wearing your CJTR Radiothon shirts and more. We're excited to share our 20-year history throughout the month of March with you and ourselves and everybody. Yeah! 20 uh, more years! I hope those more. volunteers okay. knew that those people were in their basement. That's all I have to say. I was going to say, <laughs> I suspect they got permission. <laughs> I hope they let them in. Okay, we, got, that. we have got to get back to Hotel Artemis. Let's um, go. Mm-hmm. We are in the midst of talking about her physicality. What did you give, Sonia? So I gave Jodi a 12 for physicality in this role because she really sells the like hunched over shuffle of it all while doing these amazing feats of strength and aptitude. (laughs) Like she's so good at being a nurse, even though she's presumably very drunk and quite old and hunched over. And she really sells it. You know what? And it's like, it's like ER vibes. Yeah. You remember? Do you guys ever watch ER? You remember the show? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I really enjoyed like the future hospital. So I also oh, gave it a 12. That scalpel. And, 
That scalpel oh, looks man. so cool. Do you remember when the Jeff Goldblum scene where the thing was like going into him? Like, yeah. like it's like a, you know, like a huge long tube of, of medical robot. I was just like, this is crazy. Like, she looks like she knows exactly how to operate. Like, I would have no <laughs> problems letting Jodie Foster just be like, yeah, shove this thing I in me. I would absolutely let her. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, for physicality, yes, I gave an 11 because her, her like, her funny little walk, um, her, these, like, her, it's so quick with these little small steps. And just, like, her choices, like, how she grinds her mouth all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when she was using, like, the effort it took her to leave the hotel, like, the t- few times. Mm. Even though once she got out, she was, like, literally so chill. But, um. <laughs> oh, this is fine. Yeah, she's totally fine after that. Um, <gasps> tension and emotion. Sonia. Okay, well, I gave it a 13. And now I'm yeah. like, it was was that earned? But I think it was earned. Um, there was quite a bit of tension, for sure. And some mm-hmm. moments of big emotion. So I'm going with that. Yes, please. Um, I gave I gave it a ten. Uh, I think it was there. Uh, I, it's it is really hard. There are a ton of people in this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't know that she gets the time that she needs. But the scene where she's sort of confronting Jeff, yeah, r- really sort of broke it for me. Which I I don't know. There's a few things where it's just like, oh yeah, you just seem to be okay with this all of a sudden, and like. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So I give a 12. Um, it, I was interested. It was interesting because she spends most of the film, like actively fighting off emotion, like try like to yeah. push it away or mm-hmm. shrug it off. And so when it does finally hit her, it like roll, like steamrolls her. And I liked, I did like that scene. Um, and then also, um, when she is talking to Jenny Slate, I was quite touched. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when she confronts Jeff Goldblum, I was like, she might kill this man. And she almost did. Until her iPad, her medical iPad went off. <laughs> and she got distracted. <laughs> okay. Sonia, style. Style. I gave it an 11. Um, I, think, I think this was... Strong Jody and was much better for being Jody. Uh, I gave it a twelve for sort of the same reason. Um, I really, I really enjoyed her performance. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, like th- this is one of the cases where sort of the usually in our March Madness, the individual stands out from bad movies. Yeah, totally. And uh, like in this one, you know, it's greater than the sum of its parts. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. So, um, but, uh, you know, it the the foster was required and the del- delivered. The foster yeah. was required. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I gave a 12. I really loved this for her as well as you guys. Um, because she gave an unnecessarily great performance in such a kind of, like, it, she was a strange character in a strange world. But it was, like, very believable. And I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an aside, you don't see death by 3D printer like often in films, <laughs> but, but you do in this one. Yeah. You sure do. It was really gross. It was outrageous. It was gross. Awesome. It was awesome and gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now we go to our um, third sort of 
uh, fun spice of life film. Sonia, may you Upbeat. introduce? Upbeat. I sure may. I thought those are definitely <laughs> the words I would use. Um, so the pick that I did for this week was uh, The Mauritanian, which is the true story of Mohamedou Ould Slahi, a Mauritanian citizen who was held at Guantanamo Bay for 14 and a half years without charge uh, because the Americans alleged he was the head recruiter for 9-11, despite having no actual evidence of that. Um, and the movie is based on his uh, memoir about that experience, Guantanamo Diaries, and stars Jody as his lawyer, Nancy Hollander. Um, and it's a very intense, hard, hard to watch mm-hmm. movie at many times, as a person could probably imagine. A lot of the things that happened and continue to happen at Guantanamo Bay are not good. Um, but it was really, really strong. Um, a very, you know, star-studded cast, um, Benedict Cumberbatch randomly as an American, which is always so, so interesting. Yeah, but he did a great job. Yeah, on, he did like, a really good surprisingly. job. Surprisingly, yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, also, um, me literally yeah. not knowing what this is about, I was like, "Oh, she's a lawyer." Like, and then I started watching. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> well, and I picked it like, and sorry guys for making you watch this kind of brutal movie, but it was very a very good movie, I think. Yeah. Um, I picked it because I thought she directed it, but she didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the Mauritanian. Do recommend. Mm. Yes. yes. Um, okay, well, Sonny, what do you give the character of Nancy Hollander? Well, I gave her an 11. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I'm very wishy-washy this week, but it's hard because this is another one where it's not really about her or her character. I mean, it kind mm-hmm. of is. Um, but I thought she did a pretty effective job of creating this character with as little as that was the focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gave it a third. I gave it a thirteen. Um, I I lost Jody a few times. Like, mm. like I like she, and she doesn't usually go away. You know, that's like true. You usually usually get Jody Foster, and you know, it's like, oh, this is just some real person doing their job. You know, dramatically yeah. doing their job. You got Nancy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, whoo, dang. Um, yeah, I gave it eleven. Uh. As you said, it's obviously not her film. Uh, Tahar Rahim plays the like starring role. He does a very incredible performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do really love this character. Oh, and also it's based on a real woman, which they show at the end, mm-hmm. uh, which I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, so I feel like she did some she did some work there. Uh, she's so like she's so prickly and so complicated. Um, mm-hmm. Jodie Foster characters are always described as like no nonsense. Have you guys like mm-hmm. discovered this? This is like yeah. kind of how I'm figuring it out. But yeah, I anyway, I give her an 11. So, Sonia, what did you give her for voice? Well, again, I don't know. I gave her a 10 um, because I did feel like this was pretty Jodie. Um, not all the time. And I think she like softened her voice in a way that made it a bit different. But I don't know. I guess there wasn't anything terribly remarkable about it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I gave it 11 for almost the exact same reason. I feel the same way. You guys, we are just three little peas in a pod because I also gave it 11. Um, and her voice, after these after this month, her voice is growing to be such a comfort to me. It's mm-hmm. so 
It's just so steady. Um, I loved when she kicked Shailene's character to the curb. Mm. And she was like, stop wasting my time and just booted her. That was like, and because she was so, she wasn't emotional during that scene at all. She literally was like, this is a complication for me. Are you out or what? And yeah. it was great. Um, okay. Physicality. Zonia? I gave, I gave her a 12. Um, and a big part of that was face, throat, and eyebrow acting. Um, oh, exactly. She, the way, it was like you were saying earlier, Sean, like the way that she can, the character is restraining the emotion, but Jody mm-hmm. is so clearly articulating what's going on beneath the surface while not like making it seem effortful or fake in any way. Like it's just, it's masterful. This this the, month has really made me realize how amazing of an actor Jody is. Yeah, um, I agree. I, just to riff off what you've said and what Sean previously said, there is a scene where we sort of really find out the bad things that happened to this particular gentleman and like cut into it are scenes of Benedict and Jody reading accounts of what had happened. And like it, it's, it's really an incredible scene of, I really appreciated the way they like folded the narrative through time Mm -hmm. to make it like essentially linear. Um, But uh, like watching Jodie Foster read some documents and like, visibly like see her tighten some part of her face to show this like very complex emotion is crazy yeah so uh i gave it a 12 uh and like i don't know i don't know how she does what she do honestly i'm like uh the final test of acting class should be like you just (laughs) read a document and show what feeling you're feeling whilst reading it because that could be that could be the worst television ever is just someone sitting with a document and she like, it was so explosive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved, I gave a 12. Just got that, like that cockeyed like smile. And she just like, cause it's all face. Hey, she just runs her tongue over her teeth when she's like yeah. annoyed at someone. And like, she's got that mm-hmm. gash of red lipstick that is true to the character, which we saw at the end is like, that is what this lawyer like did. And also added to like the sort of battle armor that she like wears. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, tension and emotion. Um, so I gave her a 13 for this kind of riffing off of what I just said, like just the way that she, yeah, imbues that emotion, but not in any over the top way whatsoever. Um, and like you were saying, Sean, she almost never cries. And there's the scene where she's reading um, the accounts of his torture, like you were just saying, Jer. And she just gets this, like, sparkle of tears in her eye. And you can just tell that, like, for this character, that's unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And just her restraint in portraying that is amazing. So, yeah, 13. Um, For a lot of the same reasons, I actually gave it a 15. Um, And it kind of didn't hit me until late. But her character is, like, the emotional center of the film. And as you go through it, like, she keeps, like, it's it's almost annoying, like, how she keeps, like, beating her thesis over, like, again and again about, like, this is what this is about. This doesn't matter. It's, it, like, you know, like, it's about this element of it. And um, I think it, like, really sort of built maybe a one-dimensional character, but such a strong one. 
And, you know, I fully believe that that's what that this woman believes. Like, you know, like, to the end, this is how she feels. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I gave an 11, um, particularly for the scene when she and Muhammadu are, like, basically, like, very angry at each other. And they're just, like, furious in the cell, like, yelling at each other because they, like... They just, I don't know, they both don't understand what the other is going through at the same time. And then when later she just visits him and he's like, after she read, and then she's like, he's like, why are you here? And she's like, I just didn't want you to be alone. And it was like so tender from a person that hasn't give, like gives nooch for tenderness like the entire film. Mm -hmm. It was so nice. Okay. And then style. I think this might be my highest score of the whole tournament so far. I gave her a 14 for style. Because I just think, I don't know, I had a hard time imagining anyone else doing this role any kind of the same justice. Mm. Um, I give, yeah, I give it a 13. Like, she did such a good job. This is, like, where is this at an Oscar situation, right? Like, it's, where are we at here? I think it might have got nominated. Yeah, like that's what this is for, right? <laughs> like, you know, I, I I'm pretty sure, but um, yeah, like she knocked it out of the park, right? Like that's they all did, honestly. But um, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, I gave a twelve. Um, I'm cause the district attorney era of Jody is like upon us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind mm-hmm. of wondered if that would be boring, but I was very surprised. And on like, I, what am I trying to say? Basically, all the performances that are nominated for Best Actress this year, like Kirsten and like, uh, and Kristen, all the Ks, I'm like, you guys are not even playing in the same field. Like, <laughs> Jody's just out here, like, effortlessly blowing you guys out of the water. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and like, while, still often delivering similar performances and like kind of always sounding the same like it's not that she doesn't have range but the fact that she can be so similar in so many of her films and still is just this like Mm -hmm. no one else is even on her level that to me is like a big part of it yeah it's like branding it's good branding yeah like it is branding but it's also just like i don't know her Mm mm-hmm um, I also want to just uh, shout out to Shailene Woodley's dumb poncho that she wears like in every scene for no really any reason. <laughs> I think that was trying to make her look more like the real person. If you saw it like at the end when it shows them. Oh, yeah. It was like, Terry, why is this woman <laughs> wearing this insane? Cool, I think Terry was, a li- this is really mean, but I think Terry's Terry. a little bit dumpier than Shailene Woodley in real life. And as a dumpy woman, I can say that. Um, oh, and Terry should be, ha- like, Terry's probably like, I request Shailene to play Yeah. Part. So I think the poncho was part too. of, it was part of them, like, tearing her up a bit. The dumpification. Yeah. Yeah. The unyassification of so I was gonna, I was just about to say the deassification of Terry. Of uh, you guys, I didn't, I didn't even notice the poncho at all. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, like Jeremy, it. every time she popped on screen, she's like, and guess what? I'm in my weird poncho. And <laughs> a lowish pony. That also, yes. I think, was serving the same purpose. Yeah. 
Don't let the hair free. <laughs> um, okay, well, that was a very explosive wild card. Mm-hmm. Did things go the way you thought? I I, I think so. Um, that was a very good bracket. Like, mm-hmm. I just enjoyed that whole situation. So That was... Because unlike all of the other categories, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen any of these films. Not only the one I suggested, but not a single one. And I was very mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised by a few of them. I was gonna say <laughs> contact erasure. No, I I not really enjoyed this week. Like they were all so good. So do we want to know the scores? I guess we gotta get yes. the scores, and then we can read our who. Or we can know who the three are going into the finale next week. Mm-hmm. So in third place for this week with 154, we have contact. Sean. <laughs> I was just going to say Chris, it was Sean. Okay. I'm in saying, second place. Know. In second place for this week. I actually had no idea who was going to win, so this is interesting. In second place for this week with 172 points, we have Hotel Artemis. Mm-hmm. Oh. And... In first place for the week, with 181 points, we have the Mauritanian. Okay. And so what that means is that our three final movies are Candle Shoe, Silence of the Lambs, and the Mauritanian. Can you imagine? What have we done? Can you imagine if Jody found out that we boiled her career down to these three movies? (laughs) At least it wasn't now. <laughs> wow. Um but you guys, I gotta say, Candle Shoes still deserves her spot there. <laughs> I that's true. It is for true. sure. Like I might watch it again. <laughs> Probably not the whole thing, but I might watch parts of it again. Clips of Candle Shoe, you can't go wrong. I know, honestly, the other like Silence of the Lambs and Mauritanian are both such tough watches that I might not <laughs> Candle Shoe's gonna win it. <laughs> Candle Shoe might just Cruise right through the middle. For the levity. <gasps> for the levity. Um, well, thank you for that uh, hair-raising event that we've done. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garrets for letting us use their song Manituna for our theme song. Uh, thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Thursdays at noon. I mean, Fridays at 3. <laughs> so sorry. And is available as a podcast on the CJTR's website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So give us a follow there and just have a good night and get some eyes on some Jody films. Do Always. it. See Bye. You. Bye.